What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to another episode of the King's Pulse Podcast. I am your host, Brendan Nunez. Rich is not here today, but I got one of my close friends who runs the Clippers Pulse Podcast. His name is Adam. What is up, man? How you doing today? How you doing, man? It's good to be here. What up, everyone listening to the King's Pulse Podcast? I'm doing good, man. It's just a just another day. It's getting a little hot over here in Sacramento. Yeah, that's not fair. Don't want to talk about the weather. <laughs> so, the main interest that I have for you is Patrick Beverly. And, like, I see a lot of thrown around that you guys want to keep him. I mean, Doc talks about he's like the heart of this team. But you feel like if you are able to land two max guys, that Beverly's probably out of there, right? Uh, look, man, Pat Beverly to the Clips is what Marcus Smart is to the Celtics. He's the heart and soul of that team on defense. He's the emotional leader. Look, for me, regardless as if we go and get two max stars, we get one max star and we fill out with a couple of B tiers. I don't care what we do, but we have to keep Beverly. He's integral. And I hate to hear that, to be honest. That's the number one topic for the Kings. Myself and a couple other people have been saying this. How much money do you think he gets? See, this is the thing, dude. If you look at Beverly's career earnings, up to this point in his career, he's probably earned, I think it works out to between 25 and $27 million, which for an NBA player over the course, he's what, 30 now? So that's a low income for somebody who brings what he does to the table. Um, I think if the Clippers go out and get two max stars and then offer Beverly a, a salary, he's going to be taking a cut, but he's going to be taking a cut to be on a contending team. Now, if he decides he wants to get his last paycheck and he's more than well within his rights to do that, dude, then, you know, he's looking at 10 to 15 mil a year. Okay, I mean, the Kings could do that. I feel like that they wouldn't mind throwing $15 million a year at him. But you guys could do that pretty easily too, right? Like, imagine a Patrick Beverly, Kawhi Leonard. Like, that would be the most annoying team to play and have to play you guys four times a year. I would hate that. Yo, bro, the ideal scenario right now, in my mind, like, I'm kind of resigned to the fact that Durant either rees up with the Warriors or he makes a move to go to the Knicks. So, yeah, obviously we want him in the Clippers, but from my perspective, if he goes, my ideal scenario is we go and get Kawhi, we bring in Vucevic, and then we re-up on Beverly. But to do that, we've got to move Gallo. Yeah, so I kind of wanted to touch on Gallinari a little bit. 
what are you looking for in a trade back from him? He's got a decent contract, right? What's his per year? So next year, his last year on the contract. So he's a one-year contract, which instantly makes it a valuable contract, especially for a team that's rebuilding. Yeah. Or that a team that's contending and kind of wants one last throw at the dice. So I'm over at Clipperholics, which is uh, part of the fan-sided network. So in that group chat that I'm on, uh, a couple of the chats, the guys on that chat have been talking about maybe, you know, throw Gallo in a first at the funder for Steven Adams. Now, if you do that, you don't need Vucevic. So again, we've got that money to throw at Beverly. Yeah. And so is there anything specific that you're trying to get back or just any sort of valuable asset for him? Because, I mean, what you were talking about was just dumping him to get rid of the salary, right? Yeah, dude. Like, if we're going after two max sluts, if we're going after the Kawhi and the Durant and all of a sudden both of them come off, then Gallo's got to get moved just so we can fill out the roster elsewhere. And obviously Beverly's going to be a major part of that, hopefully, moving forwards. So at that point, yeah, it's a salary dump. I'll be happy with, what, maybe a couple of picks. It just depends on who's got what cap space and who wants him. Ideally, if we're doing that, look, the Clippers are thin at the five and the clip they're thin at the four and the three, really. Gallo's shown in this series that he's just... He's hit and miss when the pressure's on. He, yeah. You know, his injury hit, he struggles to stay on the floor for a season, and he doesn't fit in with this team's timeline. So if you want Gallo instead of Beverly, dude, you can go take Gallo. I'm chill with that. No, 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 no. I'm <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Give me Patrick Beverly 110 times out of 100. It's just the idea of maybe getting Gallinari for cheap I saw thrown around, but it was mainly when we didn't have a small forward in Sacramento before we got Barnes. So now I don't really see the fit. And I was playing around trying to figure out some trades. I mean, Zach Randolph was in the Barnes trade because he was a fat contract for no reason one year. Now, I don't know what we'd give up. It'd be like Bielitsa Bogdanovich, but we're not trying to give you Bogdanovich. Bielitsa's nice spacing. It's just too much to give up for this one-year rental. So it doesn't really make sense for the Kings. And I am taking Beverly off of your hands anytime. I will gladly do that. And it seems like people actually want to come to the Kings now. Like, do you think Beverly's okay with a backup role? I think it all depends on what we do this free agency. Now, look, we may, we weren't slighted to even sniff the playoffs this year. Not only did we make the playoffs, but now we're in game, what's this now? Game six against the Warriors. And that's a large part because of Beverly. His defense on Durant during the first few games, the way he switches, the way he's up in everybody's grill, dude, that grit. You need that on a team. Now, whether or not he wants to swap the Clippers for the Kings, like, dude, that's kind of, apples and oranges right now you're splitting hairs because both of these teams are young they're rebuilding either of them can make the playoffs next year you guys play a bit of a faster pace than the clippers do the clippers have a bit better three-point shooting at the moment but you know buddy hill might take another jump looking at foxy the way fox has improved this year he'll might most likely make a jump again as well so at the moment, I think it's just more what we do in free agency will dictate whether or not Beverly wants to take that lower contract to stay with us. Yeah. So what guys are you willing to throw maxes at? Obviously, Me there's personally. that top, you know, Kawhi, Durant, Clay, if he's there. Uh, who else is in there? 
Okay, so I've kind of tiered it into A, tier A, tier B, tier C. So you've just covered tier A. Now, me personally, I really want to make a run at Randall, Julius Randall. He's, um, he's a free agent this season from the Pelicans. Well, he's got a player option, but I don't see him exercising that option. He's worth more on the market. The Pelicans, you don't know what's going on with AD. So personally, I believe he's going to opt out. He would be an amazing pickup. And his salary wouldn't necessarily be a max, which would give us more room when offering to Beverly. Yeah. So personally, a Kawhi, a Randall, and Reen up on Beverly, and that would be perfect. Okay. And then so there's no, like, what's your feeling on throwing money at Vucevic? Because I think that we kind of have the same needs. You know, that there's that backup point guard. You guys just have Beverly as a free agent. You'd like to bring him back. We're looking at Beverly. But then there's that center position. And then we're looking to bring in a wing also to Sacramento, just like every team always needs another wing. It seems like we are looking at the same free agents. And I just talked to uh, Chris Kirshner, the athletic cover for the Hawks. They're looking for the exact same thing. Like it's super common that people are going to be looking for this. And there's not many great backup point guards. There's a good amount of centers, kind of, but the wings is really dry. There's nothing there. So who are you looking at? I guess starting with that center position. Are you willing to throw a max at Vooch? Yeah, dude. Like, look, if we can't get that trade to go off with the funder, and again, this is just a topic that spoke about on a group chat. I mean, it's not like I've got any inside knowledge or anything like that, but the funder needs spacing. We've got Gallo. We need a big man. They've got Steven Adams. We saw this playoffs that Steven Adams might not be the one to fit in with the funder anymore. So if we can make that trade, you guys can take Vooch. I mean, Vooch is better. He spaces the floor more and stuff, but we're trading a contract for a contract and we've still got those max slots available. Yeah. Uh, if that don't happen, then yeah, we're, I'd like us to make a run at Vucevic. I'd settle for Randall. And you're, and you're cool with Max for Vooch? I mean, no, like, the, no. okay, me either. This playoff series, he was terrible. And that's partially just Marc Gasol being a beast on the defensive end. But I, I just, I'm not comfortable with throwing a Max at Vooch. You see, the thing is, dude, what it's going to come down to, as you say, there's probably four or five teams with the exact same needs moving into this offseason. It's a massive free agency class in terms of talent that's available. And there's multiple teams with room for max slots. Now, when that happens, people get paid over the odds. We saw it the other year when the salary cap rose. People started getting ridiculous money that weren't really deserving of it. Now, if it becomes a bidding war for Vucevic, I'm thankful that in the Clippers front office, we've got Jerry West. So, well, not in the front office, but, you know, up in the board and stuff. He'll... I trust him to kind of pull out of a negotiation if we don't feel we're getting the talent versus the money, which is kind of why I'm looking more towards making a run at Randall because one, Vooch is older. We're a young team, just like you guys are. Now, when you're signing a guy like that to a multiple year deal and he's already probably coming to the tail end of his prime, that doesn't make sense to me. Not when you can go and get someone like Randall, who fits in with both the Kings and the Clippers timeline, that's having a career year from free, shooting 34.3% from free, grabs boards like a beast, and he's got a point to prove after what happened in LA. 
Personally, I'd be much more comfortable offering him a big boy deal than I would Vooch. Yeah, and the Magic just came out and said in their their exit interviews, which I still have no clue when these Kings ex- exit interviews are, and it's super frustrating. And it, I mean, partially with all the all the crap going on, I get why they're not doing it right now. But I just wish I knew when those were. But anyways, the Magic ones just happened. And the GM, I want to say it was, maybe it was GM or owner, came out and said pretty much four guys, Terrence Ross and Vucevic, they're free agents that, you know, we're not going to throw them crazy contracts. They, he's pretty much looking for them to take a discount if they want to stay. So I don't know if Vucevic even necessarily gets offered a max from anybody, including the Magic. Like, the the Magic have got a plethora of tall, long guys that are super talented with a big upside. They don't need to throw the Brinks truck at Vooch. Hey, you like my IT reference, baby? (laughs) But anyway, no, they don't need to do that. There's teams out there that are going to make Vooch a solid, solid offer that probably is going to make it difficult for the Magic to even try and contemplate matching. I know they don't have to and still stay competitive moving forward. Personally, like I said to you, dude, Vooch is a great player. He's grabbing boards. He's a double-double guy, but he let himself down in the playoffs. Now, personally, I believe if you have a poor playoffs just before you go into free agency, that should affect kind of what your market value is. Yeah. Marcus Gasol made him, move, made him lose a lot of money in that series. Yeah, dude, it's going to happen. Like... I mean, okay, you're going up against Marcus Gasol. The guy's a defensive beast. All right, that's chill. But at least put the put the effort in. Now, if you you sound like you're more in on Vooch. Now, I read an article from you a couple of weeks back where you were all in on Deadman. So if you've got the choice between the two, which one do you rather give the money to? Give me Deadman every time. I, I don't. I should not be giving off the impression that I like Vooch. I don't like this guy. I just for the money that he's worth, I'm not for it because I think that he'd come in and think that he's another number one option type guy when I feel like we have enough scoring on the Kings. I'm happy with Fox, Bagley, Bogdanovich, Buddy. I feel like we have enough that we just need some complimentary guys. Like we could use that defensive beast that is the heart of our team. That's why I say Beverly. And then I would want Deadman or Lopez. Like, we need some rim protection, which, because Willie Cauley-Stein is just absolutely terrible in that. Yeah, he's out of there, dude. Yeah, he's one of, if not the worst rim protector in the entire league. And it's just so damn frustrating because he's so capable, but he just doesn't care enough. But we need rim protection, and I want spacing. Because I think Fox and Bagley, if they can get to the hole, they can very well that if they're spacing the other big isn't there, that they can just get there whenever they want and score around the rim all day. So give me Deadman or Lopez. And I think that Lopez has a decent chance of staying in Milwaukee. If not, he's going to get a lot of money somewhere would be the reason that he left. I think that Deadman you can get for, say, $8 million, something like that. And I would much rather do that than throwing 20 at Vucevic. See, now what you've just said... Part of the reason that you've said that, in my opinion, is also Deadman's younger. He can keep up with your pace and he can provide almost what Vooch provides, but at pretty much half the contract, right? 
Yeah, I think they might be about the same age, but like you said, he's Deadman's in Atlanta, the number one pace in the league, and the identity of the Kings is pace, so he definitely can keep up, and he's proven that. I think Deadman might be two years younger. Don't okay. quote me, but I'm sure he's a little bit younger. But what I'm getting at is there's options out there that can provide a similar service as what Vooch does yeah. without that contract. I now, think that Vooch is kind of putting up a little bit of empty numbers because to me, the Magic don't have good offense. I think they're a really good defensive team and they have capable offensive players like Jonathan Isaac. I think Aaron Gordon is really good in that aspect. But what you got DJ Augustine is your starting point guard. You got um, Evan Fournier is one of your top scorers. I think that there's just nobody else that can really get a bucket whenever they want. So Vucevic is just able to put up some numbers. Yeah, dude. And Vuce has been there for a long time now. Feels like forever, right? Yeah, it's been so, 20... No, it's been a little while. Yeah, so you're talking about a guy that's been putting up these numbers, but they're, they've struggled to make the playoffs the last few years. Yeah. So now we're all of a sudden talking about offering this guy that's been a number one option on a team close to max money. You don't get max money if you can't get someone into the lowest seed in the East. We're talking about the East right now. You know, it's been weak for a few few years. This year, it's not so much, you know, you've got the Sixers, the Celtics, the Raptors, the Bucks. Oh, let me, don't let me forget them Bucks. Yeah. But, you know, there's still a few open spots from there. Now, if your number one option can't get you into those lower part, you know, lower seeds, how can he be worth near max money? Yeah. I, I think that's what it is. He's not a number one. Yeah, he's not, dude. And when you're paying that sort of money, you know, that 20 million plus, you want it to be your number one or number two option. Even at the Clippers, with or without Gallo, Vooch is not going to be a number one or a number two option. It just can't be because you're going backwards. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just kind of told you that he's absolutely terrible. But is there any interest in a Willie Cauley Stein? Because I think that there's not much of a market for him. Like it's not a secret that he sucks at rim protecting, but he can run the floor really well. And he has that potential. I mean, would you want to throw him a small max, max 10 year, uh, $10 million contract? No. Personally, no. Like, look, dude, the guy reminds me so much in attitude, and we've spoke about this between us, like, off air and stuff, of Andrew Wiggins out yeah. in Minnesota. All the talent in the world, dude, none of the application. Doesn't want to apply, doesn't want to put the grind in. I don't want a guy like that on my team. Not when we've, you know, we can easily re-up on Zubac. Yeah. And I'm not a fan of Zubac. I'll take Zubac over Corley Stein any day, just because at least Zubac doesn't have the baggage that comes with him like Corley Stein does. Yeah, and I don't blame you there. So what other bigs interest you? Like I said, Deadman and Lopez. Is there anyone else? I mean, like recently, I hate this crap too. I've heard so many people. I've heard James Ham. I've heard uh, Grant Napier. I've heard Carmichael Dave. A bunch of people that are connected to the organization saying DeAndre Jordan for the Kings. And I hate it. I don't think that he's this energy guy that he was when he was with you guys in LA and that now 
I mean, we've, I, we both know Brian that runs a Mavericks podcast. I talked to him about it. He hated DeAndre Jordan this year, that it was just empty rebounds, that there was nothing to it. Like, is there any sort of thought of maybe bringing him back or like an Ed Davis? Who else do you kind of throw in there? Dude, I'd jump at Ed Davis all day. But looking at DeAndre Jordan, look, when he was in his prime at the Clippers, when he was doing what he was doing down at Love City, and we love Love City, Blake and DeAndre Jordan were the bomb, bro. But the NBA has moved on. We, People like DeAndre Jordan are in less of a demand because they don't provide the spacing. Now, when you're playing in a pace and space, and the Clippers were one of the top three shoot three point shooting teams this year, we don't want it. I personally don't want. I say we like I'm part of the organization, <laughs> but personally, I don't think we should be bringing in a guy that's going to clog the lane. Which is why I'm partially against the Stephen Adams idea as well. But I can see it more. DeAndre Jordan's old now. Uh, nah, I'd much rather, and I took some heat for this the other day. I would much rather try and grab Boogie, Boogie on a one year, like he did at Golden State, on a, like a minimum to mid level exception. And, you know, let him play Just for us for a year. He's a big that nobody's talking about because he copped that injury real early. But he's a free agent, dude. That was a one year deal he signed down at Golden State. Yeah, and, you know, part of me thinks that he's going to go another one year in Golden State. Me too, me too. I think if he'd stayed healthy, then he wouldn't be there this year. But because of this injury, I think he rees up. Yeah, I don't know. Poor guy, by the way. Like, we love to boogie here. We, again, there you go. Um, it, it just, poor guy, dude. I mean, even though he had attitude issues, couldn't get us anywhere type thing. Like you never want to see that happen to a player like oh, that no. terrible Achilles injury. And then he comes back and then his second game of the playoffs, what four minutes in that that's terrible. And dude, it was the same leg and all right, it won his Achilles, but everything's connected, man. You know, the way it works. So that, that raises red flags instantly. And he's look, man, he went there to prove well, to disprove, the narrative that he's a locker room issue, that he causes issues wherever he yeah. goes. And for the most part, he did disprove it. I never heard any reports of him causing problems. They certainly didn't lose a bookload of games. I mean, okay, they were losing with him on the floor. He was a negative for them while he was on the floor. But within the locker room, I never heard any rumblings. Did you? No, I thought it was fine. It was funny, though, to see him and Draymond like calm each other down when one of them was upset. <laughs> I'm like, wait, Draymond's calming somebody down right now? What's going on? Dude, it's fun to watch, man. I like all that stuff. That's why I like having Beverly on the team because every night you get to watch Beverly just get in someone's face. Yeah. I mean, it brings text and, you know, he fouls a lot, but you'd much rather have him on your team than be going up against him. Yeah. So is there any other bigs that we didn't mention that kind of interest you? Not really. I mean, I'll touch on Ed Davis a little bit. Like, I spoke to you earlier in the playoffs about Ed Davis. Do you remember? I said he'll just look like a straight-up thug. <laughs> yeah, he's just a rebounding beast. The dude's a thug, dude. He's going to box you out, throw his elbows everywhere, make your life a living hell. And you know what? The way the Clippers are designed, that's what they do. They make your life hard. 
So, yeah, I'm down. If Ed Davis is available and we strike out on, you know, on Vooch, we strike out on Randall, we strike out on Adams on a trade, then, yeah, dude, I'm all in on Ned Davis before Corley Stein any day of the week. Yeah, I don't blame you there. Are you currently paying off student debt, interested in improving your financial literacy, or looking for new ways to earn income in today's ever-changing digital landscape? Well, on the Talk Money with Mesh Lakani podcast, Mesh will follow paper trails, chat with experts, and break down complex ideas to bring clarity to the mystical financial phenomena. Each episode will be filled with compelling stories covering a broad range of subjects, from buying Bitcoin, dealing with student debt, and everything in between. Listen to Talk Money with Mesh Lakani on Spotify or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and learn how to spend, invest, and earn for today's economy. Okay, so you had an article that was on Sports Illustrated talking about, what was Ooh, it, five Sports guys. Sports Illustrated, baby. I know, big deal over here, Mr. Sports Illustrated, Mr. S.I., um, but it was, what was it? Five guys that are young that still fit your timeline that you could sign in free agency. And I feel like it's pretty relevant to the Kings. What guys did you have in there? Okay. So just to note, four of them guys were bigs. Okay. Only one of those guys don't play at the four and five. So we've touched on a few of them already. You're going to make me feel like I need to pull this article up. So... Randall was on there. Uh, Vooch was the oldest player on that list. Vooch is 28. So actually, he and Deadman are the same age. My mistake. Um, yep. So Vooch was on there. One of the bigs we haven't discussed, and I feel very ashamed now because we've gone against him all series, and he's done phenomenally against us, oh. is Kevon Looney. He, but he, it's the same thing where he doesn't space, right? That's the only issue. Yeah, he doesn't space, dude. But I'd have him... You see, now, if Kevin Looney was to become our, our big, you know, the free agent we sign at a five position, I'm more than happy moving Montrez into the starting lineup. Having Beverly and Montrez together starting is an absolute nightmare for other teams when it comes to defense. Yeah. And the guy's a rebounding machine off the bench. Yeah, he can't shoot, but we're bringing him off the bench. We don't need him to shoot. we got Lou Williams for that. Yeah, I get that. And then who else you got in there? Julius Randle was my number two option. I rave about this guy. Now, for a point guard, a backup point guard, and I know he struggled out in Boston coming off the bench, but I feel like if he came into an organization knowing that's where he was going to be, was Terry Rozier. Yeah, I mean, we're both a little bit of Celtics fans here, so I know we both know Terry. I mean, how much money do you think he's looking at, though? Dude, before this season started... I was expecting like 12 to 15 mil a season. Now, he'll be lucky to get eight. Hmm. I don't know. I could still see the 10 to 15. Okay, let me throw this at you for the season. This is the season. He's averaged nine points a game over 22.7 minutes. He's only hit 38.7% of his shots from the field. Oof. It's even worse when you're looking at three. He hits 35.3%. Now, I get it, you know. It's almost a third of his shots from free go down. He only hits 78% of his free throws and only gets three assists a game. However, he does get boards. He gets four rebounds a game. Yeah, you touched on on that passing. That's my main issue for him because I feel like we know he can score, that it's been weird for him adjusting to this role with Kyrie back full-time now. And, I mean, we know 
we know starters, scary Terry, you know, but it's, it's the passing. There's no pick and roll with Terry. If you do that, then he's just pulling up or going to the rim maybe, but he doesn't even finish that well around the rim. He's just got a nice jump shot, but he can't hit the pocket pass. He can't pass to a guy rolling to the rim. He just makes very basic passes. Now I'll say he doesn't turn it over, but that's because he doesn't make any sort of not risky pass, but difficult. He'll pass to only wide open people right next to him. So I don't know, but I think that someone like Phoenix or Orlando throws money at him because in Orlando's perfect for me, depending on how they feel about Fultz. But that guy seems pretty risky, obviously. I think Orlando's perfect where he can play good defense and they need a scorer. That's exactly what Terry is. The thing with Terry is, dude, his shot selection's poor. It was poor last year, but it was hot. That's the only difference. He was still taking bad shots last year. It was just going in, so nobody cared. You know, Tatum does that sometimes. He gets hot, takes bad shots. Every player does it. They heat check. If they go in, they keep shooting until it stops going in. That's cool. But now you're a backup point guard and you're being relied upon to lead the second unit. You can't have that bad shot selection anymore. Now you need to start passing the ball, working within a system. And I feel like Terry struggles to fit himself within a system. Yeah. And I just, I think that he wants to be a starter. I think that there's teams that need a starting point guard. I think that somewhere like, I mean, maybe even New York. I just got an update that, um, what is it? Utah's looking for a point guard. They're shopping Rubio around. I don't know if Rubio interests you at all. Um, yeah, so, and like we said, Phoenix and Orlando, I think that he could get a starting spot. And that makes it difficult for all these, like, borderline backup point guards that are coming out because they're going to have opportunities to get more minutes on those other teams that just don't have a point guard. Yeah, I understand that. And he does play better when he's starting. Like, that's a known fact. I just feel like he... His talent level is suited more to a bench player than it is to a starting point guard. That's my personal opinion. Yeah. I'm not a scout. That's fair. Yeah. I feel like he could be like a six man for the Kings. I don't have too much interest. We're looking for like a defensive point guard, which really is only Beverly. Like Beverly. <laughs> yeah. That's the only guy. Like I don't like Corey Joseph. He's okay. I guess he can play off ball a little bit. If we like Bogdanovich with the ball in his hands in the second unit. But I don't know. Like, the defense isn't there. I don't like Rubio because he can't shoot. Corey Joseph has the same issue. He, in his series against the Celtics, he went 27% from three. Like, you just don't respect him at all. You go under everything. It's just, I don't know who's there for that point guard. Like, just, I just want Beverly. Like, would you throw money (laughs) at, at Kemba or, um, who's another well start with Kemba would you throw money at Kemba okay so from my perspective personally I don't want to pursue a point guard because I feel like moving Shea to the bench is one gonna mess with his confidence and his mentality and two it's gonna hinder him progressing as a player I want Shea starting so at that point throwing big money at any point guard is unnecessary the guys let us to game six in against the Golden State Warriors. He put up a career best 
two games ago. I want that guy leading the point guard's position for the foreseeable future. So no, personally, I will not be asking, hoping we throw money at any point guard. You know, I feel terrible that I forgot about Shea. It's in my notes right here when I asked you that question. I don't blame you at all. I think he's an absolute beast. He's like Sean Livingston a little bit before the injuries type thing, like the length that he has, the defense, and to be starting as a rookie for Doc Rivers, who is not kind to people that mess up, like short leashes, the guy's been a beast. Yeah, I mean, look, I can't talk. I've got an article coming out soon. Um, I'll give you a little insight. I'm going to, with Shay, what Shay needs to do in the offseason to improve as a player. Now, every player has to work in the offseason. You stand still, you get replaced. That's the way this league works. That's why it's so competitive. Shay needs to bulk up a little bit, put a bit of muscle on. That'll happen naturally as he gets older as well. And he needs to learn to hide the ball more when he drives. That's a massive thing for me. He gets stripped a lot when he's driving to the hoop because he just shows the ball on his shooting hand. Uh, people like Clay Thompson have been like baiting him into the drive and then just stripping it. Cool. That happens. You're young. You're going to learn from it. Once he has a few other little things he needs to work on, but those are the two glaring holes at the moment. Once those start to get filled, not only can he play the point guard, but that guy's six, six dude. You can slide him to the free at certain points in the game. Um, his potential and his ceiling, we haven't seen it yet. We don't know what type of player he's going to become. I don't want any point guard coming in during free agency unless it's a backup to hinder this guy. I'd, I think this guy needs to be given the keys to the offense, and we need to see how far he can go. Yeah, dude, how crazy is this rookie class? And last oh, year's dude. class, too, the sophomores, but the rookies this year, like, I mean, I'm happy with Bagley at two. I think that this guy is going to be an absolute beast. I think he's going to end up as the best player on this team, even if Fox is the leader. But you guys got Shea, probably the sleeper of the draft. Actually, you have the other sleeper on your team, too, in Landry Shamit. You got Jerome Robinson, who's finally starting to get some minutes. I saw a funny thing the other day. Imagine if Robinson was getting all the minutes that Bradley got throughout the year. Because he's surprising on defense that I've read, right? Yeah, Robinson can lock you down, dude. Now, the thing with Robinson is, out of those three rookies, we've got Shea, we've got Baby Reddick, and then we've got <laughs> Robinson. Yeah, he's Baby Reddick, dude. He Let's is, not he is. lie. And then we've got Robinson. Robinson's the rawest prospect out of those three. That doesn't mean he's the worst. It just means he needs to refine his game that bit more. But he's too good. We've hardly sent him down to the G League. And the guy can lock you up. He got some minutes in the last game and the game before that. And the guy showed out. Like you've, He's a good rotation piece. And he will get better as he gets older, especially under Duck. Yeah. So is he on your first or second all-rookie team? Who, Robinson? No, uh, Shea. My bad. Oh, Shea. Is it Shea or Shy? I used to say shy, but everyone was like, no, 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 it's Shay. So okay. I've just started saying Shay. There we it's go. spelt shy, so I don't know what that's about, bro. I don't know. Shay, um, good to know. Shay, he's going to be on the second all-rookie team. Trey Young's got that point guard position sewn up for the all, all first year. Yeah, I think Bagley makes it in the first, luckily. I mean, he's the number two pick. You would hope that he does. In the season that he had, I think he will. But... Um, back to free agents a little bit. So the last position we got is the wing and you guys are, 
you'd probably be looking at some sort of like versatile wing, right? To add. Yes, sir. I'm actually looking at the free agents right now. Yeah, so the wings that interest me, uh, well, to start with one that's on your team who hasn't gotten any playoff minutes. Actually, well, he's gotten some, but not many, and it surprised me, is Wilson Chandler. I thought he was a decent 3 and D guy. Am I wrong about that? No, he, he's a decent 3 and D guy. I feel like his minutes are a bit lower at the moment just because of the matchups. Okay. I mean, you're put, when you're putting Chandler in at the 3, there's a chance he's having to guard Iggy. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Iggy's been a beast. Iggy's one of the most underrated players in this league off the bench. I oh, know yeah. he... I just feel like that guy does not get the props he deserves, and it's probably because of the team that he's on and all the other studs that are around him. But, you know, matchup-wise, it doesn't suit Chandler, and that's one of the reasons his minutes has been a bit low. Yeah. You know what? I forgot one big, and he's on your team, and he kind of I was about to bring me. this up. Yeah, Jamichael Green. That's he's my been, boy, dude. I know, dude. You had that article on why he should be starting over Zubak, and he practically, I mean, he's not starting, but he's getting the minutes. Like It started the last two games. Since oh, I put that article out, see, people really didn't even realize this. Bro. Okay, I guess so. So <laughs> he's, a, he's a good small ball five, you say, right? Yeah, I mean, he's naturally a four, fits in well at the five, can hit the three, can rebound, brings that energy. If you guys were going to go for a big, I wouldn't hate if Green went to you. I feel like he'd fit your system. He's quick. He can space the floor. He's full of energy. He'd fit in really, really well with Fox and the speed that Fox likes to play the game at. And he provides that extra space for Bagley because I know Bagley likes to go down and grab boards. Yeah, so can he can he rim protect at all though? Look, game two, I think it was of this series when we had that big comeback. Was that game two? Yeah, yeah. We were damn big, dude. We only really started to claw the game back when Green came in. Now, Green, I'm not saying he's a natural rim protector because he's not a five. He's a small ball five, but he can disrupt shots. He'll get in your way. He'll cut off the lane and he'll box you out. And if he can't box you out, he's jumping over you. He'll put the effort in. And that's, it's not rim protection as we know it, but that's kind of the way the game's going. And disrupting shots can be just as effective as blocking them in a lot of instances. Yeah, and, you know, there's a lot of people that are vouching to put Bagley at the five, so I wouldn't hate Jamichael Green next to him. So, like, if we could get a Jamichael Green and then also have a bigger, more traditional center, like a Jamichael Green and Ed Davis this offseason, oh, I'm good with that. Like, that, that two makes me right there, happy. Dude. Two oh, goons, yeah. dude. Oh, yeah. So then one other guy on your team that kind of fits that wing position, he's a veteran, he was in Sacramento for a while, is Garrett Temple feel like he's giving you some playoff minutes, right? This guy's a little older, but he can still play. 33. Yeah, I always feel like he's got a mistake in him, though. Like, I'm never comfortable when Temple's got the ball in his hands and it's late in the yeah. quarter. Yeah, I don't know about the ball in his hand, but he can play some defense and hit a three. Yeah, dude, he's, he's a typical D guy. Like, he's got his player, he's battle-hardened. That's the easiest way to say it. The guy's been to war. He's come out the other side. 
he's a good locker room guy and he's a good guy to have around your young guys just because he can keep them honest, you know? You need that sometimes, dude. You can't construct a roster of just young guys because the hunger's there, but the knowledge isn't. You need them older guys to be like, yo, you need to do this, bro. Yeah. You know, Temple's a good guy like that. Just personally, I don't feel he fits in with our style of play as much as I'd like him to. Yeah, I think the the Kings also just need a veteran, so I wouldn't hate that, you know. But it, it, that's a cheap contract. That's just mainly looking to bring a veteran in, a guy that actually just went on a podcast with Sam Amick and literally said that he'd like to go to the Kings for $8 million with Jared Dudley. And, you know, I don't hate that. He's older, and he showed that he can still play, like in that series against Philly. I love that he was the dog of that team. Like, I would gladly take that veteran presence. So, but looking at some wings, do you, I feel like under that top, top tier, you really skip an entire like B level and you go straight to C kind of, or maybe the one guy in B level would be like Bojan Bogdanovich. Does that guy interest you at all? Cause that's a good bit of money probably. Bogdanovich interests me. A player that does interest me is more of a traditional two. And I spoke to you about this actually yesterday on a phone call, but he can slide to the three is Rodney Hood. Hmm. Yeah. That's a scorer. Uh, yeah, dude. That's a scorer right there. I have him coming off the bench. But Bogdanovich, look, I want to be honest. I'm not a huge fan of his game in certain aspects, but I feel like he'd fit in well with the team, with his role that he'd have within the team. But like you said earlier, the um, the wing position during this free agency is actually the thinnest position. Yeah, it's kind of that there's those top Kawhi, KD. And then after that, I mean, there's a good amount of guys that are available, but they're not impact players. Like one that's kind of younger is a Jeremy Lamb. But there's Rudy Gay, Terrence Ross, Caldwell Pope. Danny Green interests me a lot. So does Trevor Ariza. There's also Damari Carroll. So there's some options, but they're not big impact guys. But this is, so I'm looking that we're going to throw most of our money at a point guard. Fingers crossed for Beverly. And a big. <laughs> you ain't getting Beverly. Uh, dude, <laughs> just let me dream a little bit. Like Beverly <laughs> is the guy that has, he has to happen. Okay. Like, I I've, I kind of said, like, you know, do I kind of want the Clippers to land two guys just so the Kings can get Beverly a little bit, even though we got to play you four times a year? I really want Beverly on this team. Anyways, so I'm good with throwing money at the point guard in the center. And then you're not going to have too much to throw at these wings, but I, I just... Would you go for Harris? For Harris who? Tobias Harris. <sighs> He's unrestricted, dude. There's no guarantee he re-signs down at Philly. I like him. I know he was on your team earlier this year, obviously. He was borderline all-star. Like, I was all for it, but then we got Barnes. And I think that there's a good chance Barnes opts out of his player option that that would give him $25 million next year and then restructures for like a four-year $80 million, giving him just $20 a year. So it's a little less, but he's just got some security. And I'm good with Harrison Barnes. So I think Tobias is borderline max money. I don't know 
that that's my same issue with Vucevic, even though I like Tobias a whole lot better than Vucevic, is that I'd rather split the money. That I'd rather get a good center, a good defensive point guard that fits well, and then a little bit of money at a wing also, rather than just throwing it all at one guy and having to get what mid-level exceptions on some of these others. So if you strike out on Beverly, looking at the point guards that are available, then it there's sucks. not many who are defense first. No, there's none. It's one that could fit with you in a systematic sort of way. Maybe Alfred Payton. See, I thought this too. He's definitely a name that's involved, but he can't shoot. And his no, free throw percentage is terrible. And the Kings are already 27th in free throw percentage. It's part of the reason they can't close out games. And he can't really stay healthy most of the time. So, like, he interests me there. You're right. Like, he's a good passer. But I, I don't know. At the same time, like we're saying, there's only so many guys available. So you got to pick and choose what's valuable to you. And sadly, like, this is my favorite guy. This is the my all-time favorite player, and I know he had a bad stint in Sacramento, but I love Rajon Rondo. That is my guy. He's my favorite <laughs> player. He's not coming back. It's not happening. But, oh, my God, like the passing, there's a little bit of defense still. He can kind of shoot. His shot has gotten better. It's, I don't know. It's not going to happen. This is just me dreaming a little bit. But, I don't know. Like you're saying, there's no other guards. I don't want Corey Joseph. I mean, he's okay. I, I wouldn't hate it. It's better than Yogi Ferrell. Um, but Rubio's a no for me. It's between Peyton and Joseph after, after no Beverly, which I don't even want to talk about that. We're getting Patrick Beverly. You've got a good chance. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. What I'm saying is don't expect it to be easy. Yeah, that's fair. So what's your you know, projected, what ex- what's your projected offseason? For, for you, for you or for us? For you. Realistically, we sign one of either Durant or Kawhi. This I is realistically, not ideally. Um, so we sign one of those two. We then go and get a mid-level contract, you know, the 15 to 20, $22 million contract for a big we find a way to get Gallo the hell out of town. Please get rid of Gallo. Please. We re-up on Beverly, and then we fill out with a few of our smaller contracts. That's yeah. the ideal. I mean, I'm looking now at a couple of the free agents available, and there's a few that I'd like. I've said Rodney Hood. I'm a big fan of Rodney Hood. Coming off the bench, if you've got Lou Williams and Rodney Hood, you don't have to worry about scoring. You just start filling it out with defense. You know, one we didn't talk about is like Miritich, and there's Aminu too. I like Al Farouk Aminu, and I like Miritich, but I like Miritich more because his name's fun to say. <laughs> He's got, yeah, I get, what, I get what you're saying. He's got injury issues is my thing. Yeah, and we've got Gallo for that. If we're moving Gallo out, I don't want to bring in another stretch big that's got the same bloody problems. Yeah. I'm English, bro. It's a bloody problem. <laughs> uh, I'm just looking through, dude. Like you've got Aubrey. He's a restricted free agent. You know, there's a lot of restricted free agents that we yeah. could make runs at, and but that's the problem, especially when there's salary cap space the way it is. People make outlandish offers, 
the other team can't match. And then if it doesn't pan out, you're stuck with this albatross of a contract, dude. Yeah. Some teams, there's a couple teams that are going to get screwed this offseason, I feel like. There's so the Knicks many are guys screw on the themselves. market. Yeah. What do you, we this is this is random, but just because I'm seeing the name here, do you, how do you feel about Josh Jackson? Because I think that he's probably on his way out of Phoenix. But if we I, could get Josh Jackson on the Clippers, I would rejoice. I kind of have faith in the guy. Like he's, yeah, dude. He's, been, he's just a super raw talent. There's a worry that he's kind of an Andrew Wiggins type guy. But to me, I, I'm so willing to take a risk on, on Josh Jackson. All day. All day. I would rejoice simply because the speed he brings, the, the way he plays would fit. And to me, a, I'm very big, and, you know, I say a lot in my own podcast. I say a lot in phone calls, articles. Basically, wherever you find me, you're going to hear me repeat this narrative. I'm very big on 80% of your success relies on you finding a system that works for you. If you're playing within within a system that utilizes your individual talent and your team's talent as a collective, you will play better basketball. It happened, happened for IT in Boston. It happens for players all the time. It's not necessarily the coach is brilliant, but the system they've implemented fits your skill set. And not 80% of the time, that's the battle. Landing on a team that fits who you are as a player with a culture that resonates with you as a person and then utilizes what you can do on that court. And that's the key to everything. Jerry West is a master at putting teams together in that respect. Yeah, I envy you for having that guy on your team so bad. But you're talking about like fitting in with your identity. And that's that's kind of what I feel like the Thunder issue was, is that they still don't quite have that figured out, it kind of feels like. But anyways, Josh Jackson, I think that his three-point shot is at least capable I mean, first year was 26%. That's horrific. But it went up to 32. It got better. This guy's still super young. He just turned 22 not too long ago. And he's a really capable defender. That And he's fast. I feel like he fits in with Sacramento a little bit. Now, I don't know what you necessarily need to trade. But if this guy is saying that he wants out of there, I don't know if you saw what he was posting on Instagram after they fired... I'm about to butcher this last name. Igor Kokoskov, whatever. Kokoskov. What is it? K-O-S-K-O-V? I couldn't tell you. Koskov. Igor Koskov. Yeah, something like this. But he was like, you know, this is my third year and my fifth coach, I want to say it was. Fourth or fifth coach. And he posted that publicly. Like, I think this guy's over it. And I don't blame him. I mean... Who wants he's to what, stay in Phoenix? This year? He's restricted. I think that he's technically still on contract. That they got one more that they took his Have team. They got option. a team option on him. Yeah, because he's still on his rookie contract. Yeah, I mean, look, dude, they might, they might, yeah. Let's be fair; they're gonna exercise that team option, but it's not gonna cost you the earth. No, especially if he wants out, you know. But anyways, that's kind of just a pipe dream. Or not, not even that. Like no, it's just a random idea. Beverly. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But <laughs> so 
say you don't get a max guy. Like we were fighting with you for this eight seed. And my issue is that, you know, you say the goal next season for this Kings team is to make the playoffs, but I don't know who falls out. Like, I, I really don't. Utah, I think it's better. Maybe. I think that they could go after like a Kemba Walker. Anyways, Donovan Mitchell's going to get better. Gobert has a really damn good chance of being a third year in a row defensive player of the year. OKC maybe gets worse. All those four teams at the top are going to stay there. San Antonio, you don't like to count against Popovich making the playoffs. And so for the sake of this, the Clippers don't get one of these max guys. Then there's kind of a race, right, between this Kings and Clippers team. Yeah, and look. And the Lakers. Fuck the Lakers. Agreed. Um, Look, man, I'm very chill about this. If we don't hit any of our major free agent targets, I am more than happy in bringing this roster back and running it again next season. If we make the playoffs, great. If we don't, it's another year of development for Shea, for Shamut, for Robinson. Yeah. Um, and I think Kings and then we get to really way. see how Montrez does as well, because that's going to be a contract year for him too. And Lou. Yeah, Lou's aging though. Uh, yeah. He's still going to be six man of the year next year. The guy's going to go down with the leading record for six man of the years before it's all said and done. He's a foul magnet. Yeah. But I'm not concerned if that's how we move forward into next season. They've outperformed this year. Expectations are now going to be playoffs next year. Let's see what these young guys can do now. There's expectations on their shoulders. Let's let them learn how to play with that now. Let's see how that develops them. If that's the way it is, then that's the way it is. Because sooner or later, there'll be a star on that team. And the rookies have got, well, the young guys have got to play with that expectation anyway. Let's see how they do. Yeah. And then, you know, quietly, just because I kind of got a soft spot for this team, I worry about Minnesota a little bit. I think the, I, I don't like Wiggins. Of course, we already talked about this. I don't know anybody that really does. It's not I like the name of Maple Jordan. Yeah, it's quite a nickname, and he deserved it coming out, too. But it just seemed like he was able to do whatever he wanted in high school and college, and then he was just cool with that, that he didn't keep improving, that he got his max money, which I want to call the Timberwolves stupid for throwing that, but you got to hold on to guys like that when you're a small market team that's not going to land these big free agents, that this guy's got a whole lot of potential, and especially... When you gave it to him, it looked like he could progress into that number two option next to Cat. That you kind of gotta throw money like that at him, like you want to keep him around. But how old's Wiggins? Let me pull this up. But I really like Cat. I think that Cat has potential to be MVP level in this league. He's an absolute beast. Wiggins is only twenty four. So okay. He's so still, how old are you? I'm twenty one. I throw you a max level contract at twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. How long is it going to take before your mind starts operating about your legacy? Because it's not going to be the first few years. You're 21, 22, 23, 24, so rich that you couldn't even possibly spend that money. It's going to take until those offers, the next set of offers come in and he stops seeing that level of money to really see him start trying again. Because he got that contract too young. 
Yeah, but I mean, also, like you said, that's money that he could live his whole life off of if he's careful with it. You know, and not you don't yeah, even have, have to be, be careful, careful with it. You just have to not be dumb. Ass. Yeah, yeah, he's a dumbass though, dude. You see, on the court all the time, dude ain't got no drive. I'm rich. All right, then go. You fall out the league. Because me personally, I'd rather be in Beverly's shoes and have been in the league coming on a decade and only made 25 mil than have made a bucket load of cash by 24 and be out the league at the end of the contract and look like a, one of the biggest busts of all time. Yeah, and it's funny because we say only 25 million. But you know what? Wiggins is making 27 million just next year. Exactly. And, and then until he has another year after that at 29 million, year after that at 31 and a year after that at 33 they got this guy locked up until 2022 23 he might come good dude i mean eventually it's got to happen but who's more valuable to their team right now pat bev or maple jordan it's beverly easy exactly exactly why because beverly is a grit guy Dwayne Wade put it right, man. Them Chicago boys don't play. It's true. It's true. He's Canadian. Maple Jordan, he just literally does not yeah, play. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, oh, God. Too much syrup. Yeah, right? That has to be what it is. He's just too nice. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Anyways, so I think that's about going to do it, man. That's That's all I really had for you. Is there any other, anything else you want to throw in there? No, not really. I'm looking forward to seeing how the free agency goes for both of us. I'm very looking forward to seeing Pat Beverly re-sign with the Clippers. I hate you. Yeah, well, pretty much everyone listening to this podcast is going to hate me. I'm sorry. It's just, you know, the way it is. So we'll uh, we'll edit that out. So the point of this podcast is that Patrick <laughs> Beverly is going to the Sacramento Kings this off season. And who knows? Maybe we'll just get Kawhi Leonard and Kevin Durant too. We'll just take everybody from you. Yeah, do it, dude. I mean, yep. look, if you guys get Beverly, then I'm happy he's going to a team that's progressing in the right way, that's playing basketball in a fun way to watch, and that will give him a chance to be, you know, like an integral part, just like he's at the Clippers. All I want for him is for him to either stay with us or go to a team where he's going to make a difference. I don't want him getting empty minutes. Yeah. Not after the way he's played this year. I don't so think if he ends up on the Kings, then it's good. I don't think there's huh? a chance he gets any empty minutes. I think this guy's too good. I think it's a shame that it's took so long for him to be realized as being so good. Even yeah. I slept on Beverly at the beginning. Yeah, that's fair. I think that he's always been like a dog, like back when he was in Houston. But... It's just, you didn't realize the level of impact. Because he didn't get the opportunity. No, he goes to a team now at the Clippers that ain't meant to do nothing this year. You know, we we started the season waiting for it to end, to get into free agency. All of a sudden, Beverly comes over, Shamit comes over, whoever we get in those two trades, and boom. Yeah. So I guess last thing I got for you. How much further does this series go? Like, does it end tonight? Your game is later Clippers tonight. In seven. <laughs> of course, of course. You know, I'm rooting for it. I would love nothing more than this Warrior team to get upset in the first round. <laughs> Look, man, these guys have already exceeded expectation. Ideally, I want it to go to a game seven. If not, at least Ralph gets 
to retire at a home game tonight. Yeah, that's that's a pretty yeah. cool idea. That's the silver that. lining. Worst case scenario, Ralph Bowes out hosting game six against uh, one of the historically best teams that we've took to game six when we have no business being in the playoffs. Yeah. So then Clippers get knocked out. Who's your playoff team? Is it is it just Boston? Yeah, I'm switching straight back to Boston. Dude. Okay. Yeah, that's that's my playoff team. I'm going for it. You know, do you want to you want to throw in your second round predictions real quick? Just because why not? Let me let me go through each series. I'll tell you mine first. All right. So okay, Boston Milwaukee. We both know we're Boston fans a little bit here. I got Boston in six. I got Boston in seven. Seven. Okay. You think that they can win game seven in Milwaukee? Yeah. It's Kyrie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So then next one, we'll keep it Eastern Conference, Toronto, Philadelphia. I Toronto. got in how many? In six. I got them in five. I got no faith Ooh. in Philly. Yeah, I think that um, Joel Embiid is going to get not shut down because he's the best player, probably not in that series, second to Kawhi. But I think that Marcus Sol is going to be huge on Joel Embiid. I think Ben Simmons is going to be a non-factor at all with Kawhi on him. And I, and you know, Jimmy worries me a little bit. I, I just, I feel like Toronto's got a better all-around team. Like the bench of Toronto is beast. They got DeLon Wright. No, sorry, not DeLon Wright. Um, Norman Powell and Fred Van Fleet. They got a really nice bench. And you look at Philadelphia, what do they got? TJ McConnell, Boban. Like, it, it's not, I just, Boban. I don't have faith. Yeah. Have you seen Shaq as you rang? I love Boban. <laughs> Boban's my boy. He's a beast. He's a beast. Was, that's a guy we disrespected talking about the center. But anyways, yeah, we both got Toronto there. So then looking at the West, uh, I guess starting, do you think that San Antonio or Denver gets out of this series? My heart says San Antonio just because I love Pop. My head says Denver. Yeah, I thought that it would be a five. I thought it would be a six game series and San Antonio takes it. But now that we're sitting at seven, I kind of think Denver. But so, okay, so then say next round. Is Denver Portland? What you got there? Portland. And how many? If it's Denver, six. If it's yeah. San Antonio, five. Okay, I've been ballsy with these a little bit. I just did my predictions yesterday. I said Portland in five. I, I just Against been Denver. Yeah, I've been disrespecting Denver all year. To be fair, I just don't see the playoff the playoff experience obviously and i just think that san antonio is really not that good of a team to be honest like they're decent they got some nice defense but where's the scoring like no disrespect to lamarcus and and demar derozan but it's just not the same like i don't think that denver can guard damian lillard and cj mccullum i think that they're screwed their perimeter defense is doesn't do anything for me. I don't think that Gary Harris is that great of a perimeter defender. I think Jamal Murray gets cooked. To me, I just don't think Denver has the defense 
And that's what I thought at the beginning of the year, all season, but they were surprising to start out, and that kind of changed the narrative. But I just don't think their defense is there. So then, well, we said this at the start of the year that they were going to be all firepower and no defense. Yeah. And I kind of feel like that's what it's back to. Like, yeah, I don't know. So I'm disrespecting Denver, but either way, I got Portland taking that one. I think that they clearly are in the Western Conference Finals. And then you're going to hate me. I'm going to assume Golden State gets out of this. This is probably the most interesting one behind Boston. And uh, actually, the whole East is going to be really entertaining. It's really just that last matchup we talked about that I feel like is pretty easy for Portland. The rest of these are kind of in the air. You got Golden State or Houston? No, no, no. You got <laughs> the Clippers or Houston. All right, well, then I got Houston in five. <laughs> no, no, no. You've got the Clippers in seven. No, 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 no. Anyways, so let's get back to this. Golden State <laughs> in Houston. Because, so you saw Houston's disrespecting you guys, right? They already flew to the Bay Area. I put a tweet up about this yesterday saying this. Goddamn disrespect. Yeah. I, you can't right, blame he, um Okay, here's my prediction, and it's pre- predicated on us taking Golden State to seven. So we need to win tonight for this prediction to work. Then, if we take Golden State to seven, I have Houston in seven. Hmm. But if you don't, it changes? Yeah, then I have Golden State in six. I feel like this goes seven. Like, this is, to me... Who wins this? I want to say who wins this goes to the Eastern Conference Finals, and I—I I mean the Western Con- or the Finals, and I kind of feel the same way about the Boston Milwaukee Milwaukee series. But then, if those teams beat the crap out of each other, and then Portland gets to see the West side, Toronto gets to see the East side, those two teams got a real chance too. Mm-hmm. So Bridge. I don't know. I'd go Golden State though. Yeah, I'm just. Look, dude, man, they've, it's boring for them to keep making it. I want them to lose somewhere along the line. Yeah. At the Clippers in Game 7. <laughs> That's exactly how it's going to happen. Of course, of course. Dude, I, like I said, I'm rooting for it. So, anyways, that's going to do it, man. Anything else you well, want to throw in there? Me on, dude. Yeah, yeah, bro, man, I appreciate you, appreciate you coming on. We'll, we'll have you back on, come and talk some crap a little bit. Yeah, man, whenever you need an English word of the day, come hit me up. Oh, yeah. I definitely will. Do you got one for me right now? I've got lots for you. Which one do you want? I don't know, man. I can't tell you. I, the point is that I don't know the word. you got to educate me here. Hmm. Okay, we'll go with the one I told you yesterday. So, a burger bun has six names <laughs> over here, depending on what region of the country you're in. It can be called a bap. A A cob- bap? A bap b a p. Okay. So you got bap, you've got bun. Yeah. You've got barn cake. Barn cake or barn barn cake? barn as in like what you keep hay and shit in. Yeah. So with an R in there, a barn cake. Yeah, barn cake. Okay. Cake barn cake. Bap bun barn cake cob. Okay, like corn on the cob. Yeah. Roll. Okay. Or burger bun. They're your six names depending on where you're at. That sounds like a pain in the ass. And if you add a bit of glazing on top, then it becomes a tea cake. (laughs) 
Because you have it with a cup of tea. So if you say one of the other ones in the area that they don't use that, they'll still know what you're what you're talking about, right? No. Really? I mean, where I'm at, if I went to a shop and asked for like um, I don't know, a bacon barn cake, they'd just look at me like I was an alien. Interesting. If I go in and say, can I get a bacon bap? I get a bacon and they put it on a burger bun and then they give it to me. Interesting. You weird ass English people. We invented your language. We <laughs> colonized your country. You leave us be. It's true. But you're here watching American sports. Just give me the green card, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thanks, man. That's going to do Always it. That's, that's our English bro. word Always of the day pleasure. right there. You know it. Right then. Have a good one, bro. I'll catch you soon. Yeah, man. Where can they find you? They can find me at Clippers Pulse on anywhere you can get your podcasts. You can catch my articles at Clipperholics, or if you go on to si.com and then go to the Clippers section, you'll find my articles there as well. And then you can find me guesting on this podcast, on the Celtics Pulse podcast. Or if you're a pop culture fan, just search Painting Helicopters. It's one of the most random, funniest podcasts you'll ever listen to. Oh, yeah. Just to throw something random on, just to hear him talk about absolutely whatever. Probably can't even say the topics, to be honest, for this episode of the King's Pulse podcast. Thank you to everybody for listening. Thanks to you, Adam, for taking the time. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Kings underscore Pulse. Adams is at Clippers underscore Pulse. Give us a subscription, five-star rating, review on iTunes. It helps out. We're on every major podcast platform that you can find thank you for listening we will be back myself and rich on monday